You create your life with the stories you tell yourself. Want more fun, love, and money? Then write your new story and live into it. Louis DiBianco's podcast, Change Your Story, Change Your Life, shows you how to discover your empowering story. You'll meet many successful people who have created magnificent lives, even when the odds were stacked against them. Plus, you'll learn the secrets of great storytelling that can explode your business. And now, here is your host, Louis DiBianco. You see the glory, but you don't know the story. The thing is that the real meaning of the glory is in the story. Hello, storytellers, and welcome to another opportunity to expand and enrich your world. One of the ways that you can definitely accelerate your growth is by choosing to read more wonderful books. And our sponsor, Audible, offers you a free downloadable audiobook of your choice. You choose from more than 180,000 titles. You get to keep it. And you also get an entire month free of all of Audible service. Go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash story power and choose a form of audio empowerment today. I really value your presence here, your loyalty by listening to this show again and again and I'm going to ask you for a favor. Go to iTunes and leave a rating and a review for this show. One of the easiest ways to do it is to leave a comment about your biggest takeaway from today's episode. And that will help the show to gain more visibility. Then more and more people can have the opportunity like you to enrich their lives. Thank you in advance for doing that. Here's some of the glory for today's guest. He's considered the secret weapon for coaches, consultants, experts, and service providers who want to automate their lead generation, attract high-paying clients, and scale their businesses to six figures per year or even six figures per month. He's your go-to guy if you want true time and financial freedom. Some of his personal glory includes traveling the world with his family, watching cartoons with his two youngest kids, or empowering inner-city at-risk youth. Get ready to learn and be inspired as you hear Marquel Russell's story behind his glory. Marquel, welcome to Change Your Story, Change Your Life. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Louis. I'm excited to be here, my friend. I'm excited to be here. And I'm excited, uh, especially since I've actually experienced you in action, and I know what you have to offer, besides a lot of high energy. <laughs> <laughs> so let's begin at the beginning. Where were you born? So I was actually so I'm from Atlanta. I was actually born about uh, maybe an hour away from Atlanta. It's a little city called Columbus, Georgia. So I was born there, but I've been in Atlanta like the majority of my life. So I don't have any real recollection from there. So I've been in Atlanta, Georgia my entire life. You live there now? I live there now, yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, by the way, what's the weather there now? Because I'm in Toronto. 
So the weather here is kind of bipolar. So it'll start off in the morning. I think this morning it was about 20 degrees. It starts to warm up a little bit. So it gets up to maybe 40, 50, 60 or something like that. So the weather here is just unpredictable. Wow. Is that always been that way or is it just now with this climate change? Always been that way. You just never know. It could be cold in the morning and then sunny in the evening and then it could be snowing tomorrow. So there you go. You might be able to take book on that, you know. (laughs) Right. <laughs> Mark Quell, who, who would you say influenced you the most when you were a child? When I was a child, the people who influenced me the most, I'm going to be honest with you, Lewis, uh, where I grew up, so I grew up, you know, in a drug-infested environment, nobody, where I grew up, nobody really had, I wasn't really surrounded by anybody who were kind of creating any wealth and made any real money. So to be honest with you, I was influenced very early on in my life by like my cousins and drug dealers and kingpins who I studied because that's kind of who I saw as successful at the time. Outside of that, I would say as I look back, um, I got a lot of inspiration from my mom, which I didn't realize at the time. But I know as I got older now, I, like, I picked up a lot of stuff from my mom as well. But in the, when I was younger, I was like, I want to be the local drug dealer, make as much money as possible. You know, so that's kind of the path I went down early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. Now, can you remember one thing that you realized later on was an important uh, lesson from your mom? Yeah. So um, a few minutes. So my mom was always an entrepreneur, entrepreneur. So I got my, a lot of my entrepreneurship um, from my mom. She was always an entrepreneur. So she raised me and my two sisters by herself. She always had a business. She always had different stuff going on. She was always the ultimate hustler. So um, also she was good with like phone sales. I actually bought my first car. It's a funny story. I bought my first car when I was 15, 16, actually. And how I bought that car, because my mom used to do telemarketing and people used to call her the Michael, the people in her office used to call her the Michael Jordan of it. <laughs> so, yeah. So basically I got suspended from school for 10 days one time for fighting with a friend of mine. It was a little crazy. So I got suspended from 10 days and she was like, you're not just going to lay around in the house. I hope you don't think that you're actually getting up. So she made me go to work with her. So I used to have to sit in the office and I used to sit in the the um the kitchen area, like the the lunchroom area, and she made me read this book called A Time to Kill. You remember the movie, the T- A Time to Kill? I don't remember that movie, no. Yeah, so she made me read the book called A Time to Kill. So I read the whole thing in a few days, and then after that, I was just sitting around. And I went out and sat next to her in her you know cubicle or whatever where she did her calls, and I was reading the script, and I was like, well, all y'all do is read this script, and she was like, yeah. She was like, you want to give it a shot? And I'm like, yeah. So I sat next to her, made some calls. I just read the script verbatim. And I happened to make some sales like that same day. So the rest of my week was on the phone doing calls and I ended up getting a check for 800 bucks. And I, and I saw a car up the street from my house and I ended up buying the car for 800 bucks from that week of um, phone <laughs> sales. That was another thing I picked up from her for sure. And she always used to say when I used to get in trouble at school, she's like, you know, I hope you're not being a follower. You know, if Russell's are leaders, Russell's are leaders, Russell's are leaders. So that's, that's also something that stuck with me also. Hmm. What was the car? The car was a 1984 Delta 88, baby blue. <laughs> See, you remember all the details, <laughs> man. You, must, you probably felt like a king in that car. Definitely. I was driving to school. I was in ninth grade driving to school. The car only lasted two or three weeks, to be honest with you. I mean, it broke down. I mean, I didn't really know anything about fixing cars. I just kind of left it and moved on. So it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. now, do you... Did you have a childhood dream of who you wanted to become when you grew up? 
So growing up, I just I just wanted to grow up and be rich. To be honest with you, Lewis. I wanted to grow up and be wealthy. Um, at first, you know, our aspirations was to go to the NBA. So I wanted to go to the NBA, but obviously that takes a while to get there. Or maybe the NFL because I like sports. So the NFL, or then it was like, would it be music or would it be anything? But I just wanted to kind of get on the path to being a millionaire. So I think that was my biggest aspirations. However, I can get there. That was my aspirations as a young child. Hmm. And then other than that, you started to emulate the guys on the street who seemed to be have their stuff together and kind of, you know, they got what they wanted. Exactly. Exactly. First it was my cousin. So it was like where I'm from, we used to have the candy lady. So it was like the local candy lady entrepreneur in the neighborhood. We can go to her house instead of going to the store. So um, one time my cousin, he used to give us like $5 to go to the candy lady. And I, he's always be dressed fly and clean. I'm like, so that was kind of somebody who I looked up to early on. So that was kind of, yeah, my exposure at that, at that time. You know, this is important uh, for people, uh, especially young people, to hear. And so can do you recall what your self-talk was like when you were choosing a destructive path? Because you didn't see it as destructive at the time. Right. So you said my self-talk, right? Yeah. So my self-talk was like, this who I, this, this is who I am. Like, this is who I am. You know, this is kind of who, who I want to be. Like, I used to literally get, as I got older, even I used to, you know, order DVDs of like kingpins from back in the day. So I used to study guys like Pablo Escobar and like Rafael Edmond and a lot of those, Nikki Barnes. It's kind of crazy, but I used to just study these guys and watch the DVDs. Even as, even, even older, I used to still be into it. But as a young person, I used to just grow up. I just wanted to make money, whatever it took. That was kind of my thing. And I was always entrepreneurial. So I used to always, even around the neighborhood, I used to go knock on people's doors and ask if they want their trash took out. So I just always had some you know, ambition and drive at the same time. But that was just the only path I knew to really make some you know, real money. Oh, what that, I, hmm. uh, I love that. Um, do you... Can you recall what was the most seductive and almost addictive quality about those images of these guys? I will say, you know, just just the having of the money, you know, just the having of the money, the clothes, the cars, the girls, you know, just really just kind of you just it just looks appealing because like, okay, they got all they got money. Biggest thing for me is just the money, you know, having a big bank roll walking around with a lot of money on you, you know, nice shoes, nice clothes. I mean, that was, that was, I guess that was the biggest thing for me. Wasn't so, I wouldn't even say it was so much the, the girls or when I was younger, the biggest thing was like having nice, having money on you. You can do whatever you want to do. Having nice shoes, nice clothes. I would say that was, those are the biggest things. Did, um, were you attracted at all to Pacino's Scarface? Definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of those. And, um, the Goodfellas and the whole Godfather series. So I used to just be immersed in all that type of stuff. And I still love the Godfather and all that, but I just kind of obviously look at it from a different perspective these days. Well, you know, you're talking to a person who was absolutely obsessed with that because I made my living playing those guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Lonnie was telling me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, do you recall what was, what your darkest moment was? My darkest moment. I would probably say my first darkest moment, I'll share two. So one of them, when I turned 19, 
I was actually in jail when I turned 19, and also my first son was born when I was 19. So while I was in jail, so that was a really tough time. And also a few years ago, my mom actually passed as well. So that was kind of a pretty tough time as well. So those are the two that popped right out. Were you in prison when she died? No, no, no I was home. This was maybe she passed maybe three, three or four years ago. So oh, okay, all right. Yeah. So that must have been really been tough the first time. And when you're in jail, and now you have a son, and you can't be with him. Right, exactly. It's real tough. Uh, can you talk a bit about things that you learned in prison that actually may have helped you to grow? Yeah, for sure. So for me, um, I would say one of the biggest things was I used to go to a Bible study. I posted about this on Facebook a few weeks ago. So I went to, it was a, like in our dorm area, we used to, these guys, um, I forget his name, I think it was Bernard or something, Bruce, that was his name. So Bruce used to host a Bible study like right in our dorm. So I used to go down and sit at the table and, you know, it was just a small group of us because I had never really seen like, you know, gangsters in jail or whatever. I don't want to call them gangsters, but people in jail. So I used to go to the Bible study and that kind of exposed me to the Bible and stuff like that from a different perspective. So I guess that would probably be one of the biggest things doing that and also just being more observative of my surroundings because in that particular environment, you have to be extremely observative and know what's going on around you at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> if not, you're out of the game, right? <laughs> 100%. You have to know what's going on 100% of the time around you. Are you comfortable talking about why you went to jail? What happened? Yeah, for sure. So for me, it was always, typically in those days, it was always in, 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 in pursuit of money. That was it. It was like, I, most of my charges early on was like drugs, like drug possession, um, drug, you know, possession with intent, those type of things. So it was always that, that was, that was my thing early on. Was it cocaine? My thing was more like weed. So I, I never really got caught with cocaine. So it was mainly like, like weed charges, possession with intent, weed, things like that. Well, you know, if you were in Canada and that had happened, you'd be getting, uh, an apology from the government right now because it's all legal here. Right. That's very interesting. It's yeah, very they're interesting. actually talking about that. There were a lot of people who suffered because of the laws that were in place, but now uh, weed is legal. So, <laughs> you know, it's like... But no, that is very, very interesting, man. So was there a pivotal event or a person who put you on the success and happiness track? I would say, um, so, so here's how I got introduced to this whole world where we connected. So I was actually, so I was doing club promotions and artist management and things of that nature. And it's the craziest thing, the way I got it. So I never had any experience in the entertainment field. I just, when I was early on, I was always ambitious and I knew how to influence people and things of that nature. I didn't know that's what it was, but I started an entertainment company where I bought a studio and I got all the equipment. We had a storefront. I was like 19, 18 or 19. And I bought a studio. We had the whole set up. And I didn't know how to work the equipment. I didn't wrap or anything. But I had a guy who had all the equipment. So he used to do that type of stuff. And I, could, I brought the artist together and we ran the label. So while I was hanging out in the club one night, I went to a friend of mine's mixtape release party. So I went there and I was hanging out in the club. And a guy walks up to me and he says, hey, man, he thought I was somebody else. He thought I was a friend of mine. And I, I knew of this guy, but he knew my face, but he just thought I was somebody else. He was younger than me. So he was basically like, hey, man, you know, um, how many, you know, people you know with a cell phone? And I'm like, well, everybody I know has a cell phone. And 
he was like, well, what if every time they paid their cell phone bill, you got paid? And I was like, well, that'd be pretty cool. So he was like, well, one of my mentors is going to be in town, millionaire, they're looking for some more people to make, make millions with in this particular area. So I'm like, cool. So I went to the meeting. It was a home party. It was a home network marketing presentation. I had never heard of network marketing at the time. I had never heard of pyramid scheme. All this stuff was completely new to me. So I joined. I'm like, okay, I love this. There was like, all I have to do is get two, and then they'll get two, and then they'll get two. And I'll be making millions of dollars. I'm like, great. So I bought in head first and went in head first. And then I started talking to people because I know a lot of people. But people were telling me I was in a pyramid scheme. I was crazy. Um, but I showed it to my mom, and I was like, "What do you?" Before I joined, I was like, "What do you think about this?" You know, she watched the video because, like I said, my mom was always the ultimate hustler. So she watched it, and she was like, "Hey, if you if you market yourself and put some effort into it, it can work." So I was like, "Okay, great." So I I joined, and then, like I said, kind of fell flat on my face because I didn't really know how to attract people to me. I was just reaching out to people, doing what they told me to do. And people were telling me I was crazy. So long story short, as I went through this whole process. The biggest thing that I took away from network marketing, because a lot of people have a lot of negative stuff to say about network marketing, but I would say the biggest thing for me was that I started, I got exposed to personal development. So I got exposed to guys like Les Brown and Jim Rohn and Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar. And these are people I had never heard of. Like I never heard this, I had not, not only never heard of these guys, but I had never heard of people talk about the concept that they talk about. So I immediately was blown away and I got obsessed with this idea of personal development. And then Jim Rohn, you said, you have to work harder on yourself than you do on your job or on your business. So I just went hard on that. And I'm just I'm still to this day obsessed with personal development and, you know, personal work. So I would say that's what got me on this particular track, just being exposed. And that kind of led me to the different business ventures that we do now. And things. I used to have a huge fear of public speaking even before all of this. So. Now I speak pretty consistently, and it was all because I got on that track and got this different exposure to this personal development. It was a game changer. It sure is. I mean, that is just wonderful because it is true that they, when they say that network marketing is um, an income opportunity or business with a comp, um, I'm sorry, it's a personal development course with a compensation plan <laughs> attached. Exactly. That's and, what my mentor Lisa used to always say. She said network marketing, she said those exact words. She said network marketing is a personal development course with a, compensa- with a compensation plan. And she used to always tell me that I used to have a huge fear of public speaking, but she told me, she used to, she used to always say, if I make $10,000 in a month, that's a bad month for me. And at that time, that was a lot of money. So I'm like, wow, $10,000 in a month, that's a bad month. So she was like, and she said, when you stand up, your check goes up. So when I start doing presenting, in other words, so I started, like, okay, I got to get over this fear of public speaking. So definitely, I, I totally agree with you 100%. That is, is so wonderful and so true. Um, I'm in network marketing, and I can certainly attest to that. And if people stop to think about it, <laughs> that you can invest a lot of money in network, in personal development, and, and you should. I have I've invested a lot. But in network marketing, they're going to pay you to get that personal development in your life. And uh, I can't think of a, a better win-win. Uh, when did you start actually invest? I'm sure you did invest in formal personal development training, spending money on courses. So when did I? Yeah. 
Um, I would say, so I got introduced to network marketing about eight years ago. And so I would definitely say about, you know, seven or eight years ago. That's when I, I went to my first network marketing conference because I almost quit. And with the guy who enrolled me, these guys were still calling me. And I, I stopped answering my phone. I'm like, why are these guys still calling me? I mean, they got my money. But they obviously saw something to me that I didn't see myself at the time. So the guy who sponsored me, he actually gave me a laptop. This is my first introduction online, so he gave me my first laptop, and he invited me to a national conference. So, you know, the quarterly conferences, network marketing businesses do. So I went to the conference, and it was, you know, two, 3,000 people there, maybe more, and they was excited. They were getting checks. They were making money. So I'm like, man, they could have tricked me, right? But they couldn't have tricked all of these people. So from that event, I came out full throttle. I, mean, I think I may have bought a few CDs there, but... um. I think the first CD, personal development CD I listened to was Jim Ron. I think it was called Building Your Network Marketing Business, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it is. I've got several copies of it here. Um, yep, a little individual when you give away, right? That's right. <laughs> that was my first one. It was Jim Ron, Building Your Network Marketing Business. And for people who don't know, by the way, Jim Ron, you don't have to be a network marketer to appreciate and learn from him. He... Um, He's considered one of the world's greatest uh, business philosophers and also life philosophers down to earth. And the stuff that comes out of his mouth, absolute gems, game changers, man, will change your outlook on life for the better. That's fabulous. That's really exciting to know. And how do, do you know how much you've spent so far? Uh, dollars, how many dollars you've spent on personal development? Nah, I would say, Lewis, I would easily, over the past eight years, I would easily say I probably invested over a hundred grand in my education. That's, that's a great figure, my friend. That's, that's yeah, wonderful. I would, yeah, but, I would easily say that. Because it comes, probably, it comes yeah, back to you, doesn't it? Than, that's being conservative. Oh yeah, for sure. It comes back to you a hundredfold. Mm-hmm. Even if it only came back tenfold, that's, that's a good investment. 100%. Were there any other mentors who helped you most to grow? So I'll be honest with you. So my guy, Lonnie. So Lonnie was a huge, um, of course, Lonnie, you know Lonnie, Lonnie Robinson, for those of you who don't know Lonnie. Lonnie was a huge mentor for me early on because he was one of the first internet marketing mentors when I came online. Because when I went to my first internet marketing event, it was a Stephen Pierce event. And the way I got exposed to Stephen was I went to a Get Motivated conference here. And I was blessed to see the great Zig Ziglar speak before he passed. And there, Stephen Pierce made an offer. It was like 25 bucks or something like that. So I ran over and bought it. So I went to his thing. It was here in Atlanta. And that was my first exposure um, to a guy that looks like me who was doing internet marketing. So from there, I was on Facebook one day and I was looking through, somehow me and Lonnie connected or something. And I was looking through his pictures and I saw he had a picture with Stephen Pierce. So that made me reach out to him because I'm like, okay, if this dude is with Steven, this, he must be the real deal. So Lonnie and I connected. He was doing something where he was reviewing websites. So he reviewed a blog I had spent three weeks building, and he just tore it apart. <laughs> like, <laughs> tore it apart. He was like, man, your, 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 your banner, your header is too big. You know, he did it real. You know, he did it in a good way. So he was like, your header is too big. You know, this, this, and the third, you have to do this. And we had a call and he was like, man, the first thing we got to do, I can help you rebuild it. But the first thing we got to do is get you optimized press. It was a plug in. So optimized press was 97 bucks. And where I was at that time, I'm like, wait, man, $97 is, you know, a bit much right now, man. I'm using a free theme. 
So he was like, man, we got to do it. So I ended up doing it. And Lonnie just really helped me out in a big way when it comes online. Lonnie remembers me when I was like hesitant to spend $97 on the plugin. He helped me launch my first online membership site, helping network marketers get leads online. And I just launched a new program, partner program. And he actually built out the whole infrastructure. And he's been there with me the past six or seven years. When I did my first live event, Lonnie came down and spoke. So Lonnie's definitely been a huge, and I got many other mentors, but Lonnie's definitely one of my early mentors. He played a huge um, you know, role in my life for sure. Well, you chose a good one, man. He's like yeah. a he's like a big brother to you. He's definitely my big brother for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What was the first important success landmark that you reached? It was a big aha for you. He goes, "Wow, look what I can do." So I would say this, and this was so I would say if I was to pick one, I would say making my first like online commission. So like when I first, and this is, this is one that just popped out. So I, when I first came online, I bought this ebook that taught me about how to recruit using the internet, like how to recruit people to my network marketing business. And it was magnetic sponsoring by Mike Dillard. You, familiar, you ever read magnetic sponsoring? I was just going to say that's what it was. Yeah, I have it. I have a copy. Of it. <laughs> that's what it was. So I read, I, a, a member in my team sent me a link you know, like it was like a copy and paste text that Mike gave away the, at that time. So she sent me the text. I went and saw it. And I read the sales letter maybe 20 times before I bought. So it was $40. It was a PDF at the time. It was 40 bucks. So I ended up buying. I ended up finally buying it. And at the end of it, he said, hey, you know, the best way to do Because he kind of stole you on the idea of, you know, your ideas to network, your ideal target is network marketers, you know, lead with value. If you don't have your own thing, you can use this book. So I said, okay, great. So I ended up sharing it with a few people. And then he was paying out $20 commissions for every book you sold. So I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. So when I got my first sale and then I started just getting little affiliate commission checks from like A Weber and stuff like that, I was like, wow, you know, if I can make a million dollars, if I can make $1 with this thing, I can make a million or even a hundred million. So that was something that was exciting. That's great. I love it. What mistakes did you make and learn from as you were becoming an entrepreneur and online marketer? I would say the biggest mistake I made was just focusing on consuming instead of implementation. So I was focusing on continuously getting more information versus just implementation. So I was always like, it always feel like you got to you got to learn some more before you get into action. So the biggest thing for me was just getting over that and focusing on just implementation consistently. I would say that was the biggest thing. That's a strong one, too. Um, I know because um, it's one of my weaknesses as well. And I have to remind myself of what I learned from uh, Alex Mendozian. Don't let perfect become the enemy of good. Exactly. You know? And what was the entrepreneurial venture that gave you your first six-figure payday? So I would say my first six-figure business came from Actually, when I start teaching, because like, I didn't even know, because first I didn't know that network marketing was a thing. Then I didn't realize that online marketing was a thing. And then I found out about information marketing, like people pay you for your information that you know. And I was like, wow. So I started teaching people what I learned about generating leads to build network marketing businesses. I had also put out a book. So I did a webinar one time where I, I, I released a course called Publishing for Profit Mastery where I would teach them over six weeks how to, you know, put their book together and launch their book. So that actually led to my first 
five-figure month, which was actually 13000 I remember like it was just that was $13,430.83 for that month. And that was my first five-figure month. And then from there, it, it was just a snowball from there. So, What was the name of the course you put together? Publishing? The course was called... The course was called Publishing for Profit Mastery. And how much did it cost? I sold it for, I think I sold it for 197 That's fascinating. Uh, share with us how you marketed that, how you how you got people to even know it existed. So basically what I did, I did a webinar, and I promoted, to my, I promoted the webinar to my email list, and I just used social media. So at that time, I wasn't doing like paid ads or anything. So I was just telling everybody I knew about it. Some people had asked me about books before. So I just promoted it using my social media and my Facebook, I mean, and my email list. And then I invited them to the webinar, taught a little bit. And I said, hey, over the next six weeks, the course wasn't even created, mind you. So I was like, hey, over the next six weeks, I'm going to go live with you all on the webinar. And I'm going to walk you through step by step how to put your book together. Here's what I'm going to teach you. You know, go here and buy. And I think it was like 97 or 197. And then the cool thing is after they went through that, um, on the back end, our last call, I brought Lonnie on, and we talked about how we can actually do it for them. So, like, if you don't want to do all this stuff yourself and you want us to do it for you, um, you know, here's a little call, and, you know, you know, Lonnie and I, we, we, we'll kind of coach you through it, basically. So, they, a few people end up buying that, which, of course, just increased the revenue. So, that was cool. And this was maybe, it had to be, like, five or six years ago. And what platform did you use to to actually teach the uh, the course on? What webinar platform? To teach the course, we did. Um, I use Google Hangouts. Mm. I use I use Google I use Google Hangouts via this tool called Webinars on Air. So I bought I use Webinars on Air, but they leverage Google Hangouts. Nice, nice. Do you still use Webinars on Air? I don't use webinars on there now. I don't even know if it still exists. I know it was a platform that um, I'm not sure if you from the MLSP guys. It was a platform they created. Mm -hmm. I'm not even sure if it still exists. I use Zoom now for a lot of my stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, Zoom has become uh, uh, a very big player. It's a wonderful platform to use. I agree. What is your business today, and what excites you about it? So two things. So our main business was, um, or is, we have an agency. So I was, you know, for the past two or three years, I was mainly coaching, um, basically showing coaches how to get clients because I had really got real good in that area. So I was helping coaches and consultants get clients. Now, before that, I was helping people package their knowledge and expertise and turn it into a coaching business. And I started helping coaches and consultants get clients online. Recently, I decided, hey, we're going to shift to more of an agency model where we work with coaches, consultants, service providers, and help them put together the systems. We call it a client engine. We help them put together the client engine to help them generate more clients. So our team builds it out, does the design and everything. Now this business owner doesn't have to worry about learning all the technology. They can just focus on the side of the business that they do best. Mm -hmm. So I aim to get big ticket clients. That's what we do there. Now, what we recently, because at that point, I was like, you know what? I just want to start working with businesses that already have a business and they want to grow. So we're just going to go there and just work specifically with those. But then I'm like, um, how can we help more people? Because I want, because I also have a heart for people who are getting started. And, and I get it because I've been there. They may not already have, always have the disposable income to pay five or $10,000 or more to get the help. So I said, and a lot of times when I teach people the marketing and online business stuff, a lot of times they don't implement. So I'm like, how can I, because it's the queen courses and the technical stuff, it's a lot of stuff that holds them back. So it's like, okay, how can I help 
more people. So recently what we created is called, a, it's a partner program. So essentially what people do is they invest, they make an investment, they become a partner with us. So they basically, and we give them our entire system and now we show them how to get in front of the businesses that we work with um, using free strategies. And then the person clicks their link, they get their own customized link, they go over and watch our case study video, and then they schedule a call for us to help them. Our team does the sales calls for them, and then we pay them out $2,000 commissions for the referral, basically. And then our team does the fulfillment. So they don't have to worry about fulfillment, they don't have to worry about sales calls, they don't have to worry about any of that type of stuff. All they have to do is worry about following the simple three-step strategy that we give them every day to, to get in front of the right business owners. And then the business owner goes check out the video, schedule a call, and then our team takes it from there. So they basically have their own online business without having to do all the other stuff and without having testimonials and all that because they can leverage our testimonials and success stories. So we made the whole online business stuff super simple. And the biggest thing I'm excited about with that is just the ability to be able to help more people. So people who are just in the startup phase and also that's going to help us expand and help more businesses who want to grow as well. Give me an example of the different kinds of businesses that you're helping. So basically we work with um, mainly people who have like higher priced offers. So mainly like we'll say coaches, consultants, we'll say service providers like um, contractors, architects and builders. It could be a personal trainer. It could be a real estate agent or real estate investor. So um, it could be an attorney. So mainly people who a client to them is worth, Two to $3,000 to $10,000 or more. Beautiful. And now, also speakers, work with speakers and authors and things of the nature also. Now, here's a question I just thought of now. It's fabulous that you're doing this. And did you have to deal with self-talk in your head that said, um, these are people who are professionals, they're highly educated, blah, blah, blah. Why would they listen to me? Definitely. I, I sometimes still deal with it, but now self-awareness is, I think, the key. So, like, just being aware. Because a lot of times I tell people, when you go through personal development, it doesn't, like, make you immune to it. It just helps you become aware of it. And then you become aware of it, then you can move past it. So I, I struggle with a lot of self-talk early on as well, because when I came online and I was to do video. I was like, okay, who's going to listen to me? I'm the young black guy. I dropped out of high school. I have goals in my mouth. I have tattoos. Like, who's really going to listen to me? But nowadays, I like, I have clients who are doctors, and they have MBAs, and they have multiple degrees. And, you know, it's really – I had my last event with my clients only, and I had, like, five doctors or something there. It's like eye doctors. And, like, it was, like, five or six doctors there. So it was really crazy. Um, you know, once I got, you know, moved past that, you know, it was just kind of like some limiting beliefs that I personally had because a lot of people don't care about it. I don't even have a college degree. I don't have a high school diploma. I only have a GED. So just kind of realizing that people really don't care about that. Some people do and they get hung up on that. But of course, you know, we just meant not meant to work together. But those who can look more into like the value I can provide and how I can help them, those are the ones I can help. So just to answer your question, 100%, sometimes that self-talk still try, tries to rears ugly head but of course it's just a matter of just being aware of it when it happens and so when it comes up how do you uh, make sure that you don't give it power so a lot of times when it comes up just being aware of it and sometimes i just talk to myself i'm like hey mark girl you tripping man. like that's that's bs like you know so because it's just like i look at it like this you have a smaller part of you and then you have that big part of you so at any moment 
you can you can just you can it's a it's a quote that I saw somewhere it said it's this it's a it's a scary wolf inside of it, it's a big wolf or whatever. But it's just all about which one you're gonna feed. Like are you gonna feed this small person who's telling you you can't do it or you can't qualify, you don't qualify, or you're not good enough, or you're gonna feed the bigger person that's saying, You got this, go for it, make it happen. You know, so you can decide who you wanna feed at that moment. Absolutely excites me and storytellers listening to this. What Mark Quell is sharing is priceless because it's all about the power of the stories you tell yourself. That's the reason that we spent time talking about who he was before he was successful. For any of you who might think, well, I'm going to leave this up to him. What's your message to young people who are angry, broke, and scared, and who believe that the world has nothing to offer them? I always tell them that, like, you have unlimited potential. Like, there's nothing you can't do. Like, like the world is literally at your fingertips. Like, literally right now, because they're on social media. So it's like, there's nothing you can't accomplish. So a lot of people ask people, like, you know, what are you going to be the best in the world? I mean, what are you going to, even at our youth events, instead of saying, like, what are you going to be when you grow up? It's like, what are you committed to being the best in the world at? And it starts now. Like, whatever your goals are, you start now. Because whatever you want five years from now, you have to start working on now. So if you're 16 and by 21 you want to be driving a Porsche or you want to be whatever, you got to start working on it now. If you're 12, by the time you're 17, you want to graduate, get in college or whatever, you have to start working on it now. So yeah, whatever you want five years from now, I just got that from a a mentor of mine named Brian Dean that was huge. So it's like whatever you want five years from now, you have to be working on it now. So I would tell him like you have unlimited potential, but your life is going to be an accumulation of decisions. So decisions plus decisions equals your life. So it's going to be up to you to make the decisions to move in the right direction, surround yourself with the right people and make these conscious things because you can't, Make excuses. So if your dad wasn't around growing up or you didn't grow up in the best environment or you didn't, didn't have the resources everyone else has, you can't use those excuses because when you get into the real world, none of that stuff is valid. Nobody's going to feel sorry for you. So whatever it is that you want, you can accomplish. You have everything inside of you. You have unlimited potential inside of you. Like I always tell my kids and other kids I work with, like God is in you. So you're unlimited. You you can impact. You can do whatever it is you want, but you have to believe it. You have to step into it. And once you step into it, I mean, you unleash that unlimited potential. You'll be surprised what can happen for you. So I always tell them, start now. You don't have to wait till you get grown. Don't listen to the the, the naysayers. Don't listen to the, even your parents who tell you that, you know, be realistic. There's no such thing as being realistic. The only thing that's realistic is whatever you believe is possible. And if you believe it, if you even halfway believe it, step into it and you'll be surprised what will happen. I totally, totally agree with you. Just for a second, playing devil's advocate, let's say you tell that to a young person and they're particularly defensive and angry and they go, you know what, Markwell, I heard it, but that's bullshit. How do you deal with that? So good question. So basically, typically what I do, and I typically don't just come off on them and just unload on on them like that. I kind of, it's more of a conversation and it's different per child. Um, So typically what I do, I've, so, like, when I speak at youth events or have our own youth events, I typically engage more in a conversation. And then I kind of talk their language. So, especially, like, I'm, I'm a big hip-hop fan, so I'm really plugged into the music, even the latest music, even though it's different. So I'm just kind of always plugged into 
you know, hip hop culture. So I can have the conversation that we can talk about. So I can kind of relate on different levels. So we may talk about that. And I'll just use an example. So, for example, a real big hip hop group right now, especially for the young kids, is the Migos. So, for example, I was like, I was talking to my son about this. And I'm like, well, look, I'm like, look at these guys. Like, these guys are the top, one of the top pop groups. They're not even necessarily in the pop category for real, but they're like one of the top pop groups. They won the award for it because of their work ethic. You don't get that by sitting around not putting in the work, right? So they put the work in, so now that's what they birth. So I kind of just use things that they can relate to and then show them like, hey, these guys or this person, they're no different than you. They're around your age, but it's just a matter of you making the decision to go for it and then just charting your own path. So it's just a matter of who I'm talking to, what's the scenario, and just kind of like you said, using stories and just kind of showing them real life examples of what's possible. And then, of course, being very transparent with my story. Just kind of sharing, like, hey, here's what happened, here's what's happened. Then I, then I always tell kids, like, look, here's the thing. After the day, even at my events, I tell them, hey, after the day, you won't be able to say you didn't know. So five, I'm like, some of you in here right now are going to take what I share over the, over the next few hours and what these other speakers share. You're going to take it and apply it into your life, and you're going to see the results. And then some of you are just going to just, you know, discount it. I mean, it's free. You ain't paid nothing for it. You're going to let it go in one end out the other. Right. And then five or 10 years from now, you're going to receive the results you have. And then some of you may have regret that you didn't take advantage of it. But you won't be able to say you did it. No, I don't care if your dad is in your life. I don't care what scenario you're in. You won't be able to say you did it. No, you've been exposed today. The biggest thing that changed my life was exposure. So what you do with the information you get today is your responsibility. But you would never be able to say you didn't know any better. It's up to you to apply the information. So if you and I'm not telling, I always tell them, hey, I'm not telling you not to go out and do drugs. I'm not telling you not to go out and get in gangs. I'm not telling you to not go out and get into any other illegal activity. All I'm doing is showing you what's possible on the other side. But if you still choose to go do that, hey, that's you. Just know that your decisions plus your decisions equal your life. So you got to own it after today. Mm, I absolutely love that, man. That is strong stuff. Um, what was the name of that hip hop group? Migos, M-I-G-O-S. M-I-G-O-S. Yes. Have you watched The Get Down? The Get Down? I haven't. I haven't watched The Get Down. Oh, man. Do you have Netflix? I do have Netflix. you got to watch it, man. It's the history of hip-hop. It's brilliant. I did it. Let me write that down now. It's phenomenal. What a show. The Get Down. Oh, yeah, man. That is really, really... That's going to grab you. And the mute, everything about it. The storytelling, the acting, the music, um, oh, it's just phenomenal. Um, as you were talking about basically saying you have no excuses, it's true. Are you familiar with Sean Stevenson? I am, the guy in the wheelchair, right? Yeah, man, and the book he has is Get Off Your Butts. And it's <laughs> B-U-T-S, man, because that refers to... Not just get off your ass, but get off of the excuses. I can't, you know, I would do that, but I would do, nah, you know, it would be easy, but no, he says, get off your butts. And if you look at him and you listen to him, you go, he does it. What's my story? What's my excuse? Exactly. Man. Exactly. Even, even the one guy, um, can't think of his name. It's, it's kind of, I think he's, um, Russian or something. Nicola, it's, it's Nick, Nicholas something, the guy who doesn't have. No, I don't know. No, no arms, no legs. As a matter of fact, 
he was um, a, at the last big national network marketing event for the company that I'm involved with. He was one of the guest speakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's phenomenal. No, you can you can look him up on YouTube, guys, and just put in no arms, no legs, and experience him. Because it, as a matter of fact, I wouldn't want to play golf with him because I've seen he's taught himself how to, like he can putt a perfect putt, and he has no arms, no legs. He puts the the club between his head and his shoulder and he swings like that and what an embarrassment it would be for a person with all of his limbs to play golf with him and lose exactly <laughs> that's phenomenal it really is man wow <laughs> do you have a morning success ritual i do i do i have a very specific one um, I didn't. I think I was off a little bit this morning, but I'm, cause I'm working on editing this video. But anyway, my morning success ritual is specific. So I wake up. So I set my alarm at night. I'm now I've adopted turning my phone in, in, on airplane mode at night, so I don't immediately jump up looking at texts and stuff like that. So long story short, I get up. I set my alarm for 4 a.m. It used to be 4:30, but I set it back to 4. So I'm so I'm, so I'm, um, I get up at 4 a.m. I immediately get up jump out of bed, my alarm goes off, I go to the bathroom, brush my teeth, wash my face, you know, do that thing. Come out, and then once I'm done with that, I pray with my wife, and then my, my wife and I have prayer. From there, I go into my office, and then once, well, I actually hydrate, so I drink some water immediately in the morning as well. So I drink, typically, I do two bottles of water, or the equivalent of two bottles of water to, you know, hydrate my body. From there, I journal. So I have a five-minute journal, where, I, you know, it's, I mean, it's literally called the five-minute journal. So I do the five-minute journal, and then I do a, another journal where I kind of just journal, just talk a little bit about the day or yesterday or whatever. Then I write down my big five for the day. So like my big five things that I must do today to move the business forward. I write my goals out, and then um, from there, I have this thing called the morning success document. Where it has my goals in it. It's kind of like a digital vision board. It's kind of my vision for my life, the whole nine yards. So I read through that. I have it in Evernote, so I read that. Just really just priming myself. And then from there, I do my meditation. So I do a 10-minute meditation and then like a five-minute visualization, visualizing my perfect day. And then after that, um, by that time, it's about 6 a.m. I wake my kids up, 6 a.m., get them up, get them moving around, ready for school, you know, do breakfast, fix breakfast and stuff like that. Once they're off, they're typically all my youngest kids, they're typically out of the door by 7.30 other older kids they kind of get on the bus and stuff like that and then from there i head to the gym i've been working out my training the past few weeks and then after that i leave the gym about 9 a.m headed back home and then from there i get into the office about 9 30 10 and then i'm ready to get the, get the day started wow <laughs> hey Markel, i'm tired now <laughs> wait one last thing that i didn't add i either i either read so what i read an excerpt from the Daily Stoic. Oh, um, I've got that too. Yes, yeah, so I read Daily Stoic. I read one of those a day, when I when I, as much as possible, more often than not. And then I either read typically I read ten pages a day of a book, um, just ten pages. And then when I'm headed to the gym, I listen to an audio book or something I'm listening to, or either like a podcast, a podcast or a YouTube video or something like that. So that's like my first two hours of my day. I totally invest into myself, like getting better. Fantastic. By the way, this morning I listened to, and this is a, re- a recent one uh, from 
Joe Polish, his podcast, I Love Marketing. Uh, he interviewed a brilliant young guy who teaches uh, people how to create online courses. His name is Jonathan Levy, and it's an inspiring, you might love that. So it's I Love Marketing, Joe Polish, and um, Jonathan Levy together. Nice. Okay, I'll check that out. Yeah, okay. man. That's awesome. Is there one thing, just one thing that makes you jump out of bed or excited every day? By the way, before you answer that, is your ritual seven days or five? It's five. Five. And the weekends are different? Yeah, the weekends, they just kind of, it just depends on the weekend. So the weekends is Saturday and Sunday, so it just it just depends how what's going on. If I'm speaking at an event, I could be speaking at an event on a Saturday. It just depends on the weekend. Some weekends, most Saturdays, if I'm not doing anything, I don't have any plan, I'll sleep in a little bit. Just kind of land in bed. And then it's family time, of course. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's family exactly. time. So I'm not as focused yet. So it's not so easy to turn off, obviously, because I'm always, my brain is always working, but definitely family time. Mm-hmm. Now, is there one thing that makes you jump out of bed excited every day? I would say just my vision to impact millions of businesses across the globe. So it's number one, I want to, my vision is to personally, from a business standpoint, is to impact, have a, like my own personal impact on the global economy. And I believe the way we do that is by empowering businesses. I believe that businesses change the world. Entrepreneurs change the world. It's not politicians or anything that create jobs. So it's ridiculous when I hear people say, well, I'm voting for this person because they're going to go create more jobs. I mean, that's cool. You voted for this person. That's fine. But the reality is entrepreneurs create the jobs. We create the businesses. The hired employees. So by impacting the economy, by helping in businesses, and there's millions, there's a lot of work to do. So just the vision of being able to do that and be able to do something I love every single day, that's exciting. And also land a foundation from a legacy standpoint for my family to have something to build off of forever for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years to come. And also just, you know, just personally impacting other people as well. So the biggest thing I would say is just impact. That's the thing that really gets me jumping out of the bed, impacting legacy. Mm Mm-hmm. What is your favorite book? My favorite book, man, is there's so many. So um, there's so many. So I'll, I guess I'll use this one because this is a book I literally send all of my clients when they come on board. And um, it's, I, I actually, um, so when I was doing coaching, when I was coaching, helping people package their information and so forth, I was sending a copy of this for every, to every new client. And it's called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And it's all about resistance. Like, I think that's required reading for any entrepreneur, any creative, any person, to be honest with you. It's called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And it's all about resistance, being aware of that resistance, how that resistance, you know, kills you, really. So it's like, that's the one that'll jump out right off the top of my head. That's the one I always recommend. You're going to love what I'm going to tell you. This afternoon, Amazon is delivering a package to my house with about four or five books in it. And one of them is the war, the War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, and I'm giving it as a Christmas present to a close friend. It's a phenomenal book. I recently listened to "Do the Work" also by Stephen Pressfield. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's, 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 his stuff is good, and I like his stuff because it's short, it's succinct, it's straight to the point. It's not three or four hundred pages just for the sake of being three or four hundred pages. It's straight to the point, and he gets down to it. So, mm. I highly recommend. It. 
Now, what is about what about a favorite quote? My favorite quote. I'm gonna tell you my favorite quote, and it's actually a longer one. So it's, I don't think it's so much of a quote, but um, and I read it pretty much every day during my morning success doc. But it basically says, "Our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I? Be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous." Actually, who are you not to be? You're a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We're all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us. It's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we're liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Marianne Williamson. Marianne Williamson. I love that one, and it is. It's a very, very important quote that um, many people know and everyone should know. 100%. And, and embrace. Where do you see yourself in five years, Marquel? Five years from now, um, so five years from now, I'll be 39, which seems pretty cool. Um, <laughs> So I'll be 39 five years from now. I'll, I, I really think I'll, I'll still be, because I don't really see myself retiring from what I do. I was literally, like I used, Zig Ziglar used to always say, you know, I ain't going to retire. I'm going to retire. Mm-hmm. Like, like retire for what, right? It's nowhere that says anything about retiring. Even in the Bible, it doesn't say anything about retiring. Or, it's like, I love what I do. So 35 years from now, I'll still be doing what we're doing. We'll, we'll be doing it on a larger scale, working with more people, working with more businesses, traveling the world, enjoying life. Um, you know, seeing my kids grow up and just really impacting more people. That's where I see myself five years from now. Healthy, you know, strong, still going at it. Beautiful. How can people contact you? So if you want, I mean, if you go to MarquelRussell.com, so I have, if you go to Mark, I'm on Facebook, um, I'm on Instagram, Marquel Russell. I'm, you know, there you shoot me a message, I reply. So I'm a real person, you can reach out to me. Uh, also, if you go to MarquelRussell.com, M-A-R-Q-U-E-L-R-U-S-S-E-L-L.com, uh, I have a ton of free content over there. I have a podcast. You click on podcast, my podcast is there. Um, I have a lot of free stuff over there. If you want to grow a business, start a business, yeah, I got a ton of free stuff over there. So MarquelRussell.com, or like I said, you can you know, hit me on social media or anything. I'm, 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 I'm there. And any final thoughts you want to share with our storytellers? I would say if you don't already, I would say take some time today and really sit down and just get crystal clear on your vision. Like because through the tough times, through the challenges, because on this journey, if you have big goals, you're going to have challenges. If you don't have challenges, your goals aren't big enough. So if you have big goals and you have a big vision, I would say I wouldn't even say big goals, but if you have a big vision, Get clear on that thing. Write it down like on paper. Get super clear on it and read it every day. Look at it every day because that's the thing that's going to get you up out of bed early. That's going to have you up at night mad that you have to go to bed. Right? So that's the thing that's going to really drive it. That's going to pull you through the challenge. Get crystal clear on that. And when you do that, nothing will be able to stop you. It all starts with vision. Get the vision. Most people, most entrepreneurs quit. Most people don't put their book out. Most people don't launch the business. Most people, you know, don't, you know, say whatever it is that holds them back because their vision 
and that's the thing that's going to get you through. So if you're going to the gym, you know, once it get hard in the gym, you don't feel like going to the gym, the vision, I don't feel like going to the gym every morning and work out with a drill. I don't feel like it, right? But my vision pulls me out of the bed at 4 a.m. in the morning. You do my morning successful, get to the gym. My vision does it, the vision of being here strong, healthy. When my kids are old, I'm still healthy and not walking around old. I'm still healthy, you know, physically fit. The vision really what pulls you through. My, my vision of doing events with thousands and thousands of people all across the globe who've impacted, it. you know, people saying how we're sitting and talking about Jim Ron and Les Brown and, you know, Jim Ron, we just say Jim Ron and Zig Ziglar, they've passed on, but we're still here talking about them. My vision of people still talking about me when I'm no longer here, just still learning from what I put out. Um, that's really what it's all about. And that's to have that vision or whatever your vision is. That's the thing that's going to pull you through and um, get you through to get you to where you want to be. And, and, and I'll close with this. I'll add on to that. Now, my definition of success, everybody has their own definition of success. But every day that you get up and you take one step towards that vision, that's success. It's not like once I get to 10000 a month, once I get to hundred grand a month, then I'm successful because I've been, been blessed to hit both of those milestones. But when you hit those milestones, both times I did, I didn't even realize I did it. Until after it was done, I kind of sat back and looked at the map, right? So, and, and when I realized it, you know, the sky didn't part, you know, nothing changed. But the process, taking that step every day towards that vision, that's really what a big payoff is. So have that big vision, get up every day, take a step towards it. Every step you take towards it, you're successful already. It's not like this end goal is going to determine if you're successful or not. So I know that was a long one, but hopefully that one made sense. This was like drinking four five-hour e-shots that had no chemicals in them at all. <laughs> Just good stuff. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. You really contributed a lot, and uh, the world deserves to hear this. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for having me and for doing this. You're quite welcome. And thank you once again, storytellers, for spending time today with me and Markwell Russell. I'm so glad that Markwell was my guest in the final weeks of 2018 because the inspiration that he offers, his authenticity, the lessons from his life story can and will inspire any one of you who are open to making a major change in your life. His story is the perfect example of changing your story and changing your life. He took himself from zero to hero. Please, by all means, pay this forward, even more so than you may have been impelled to in the past, especially because it's the holiday season. So pay it forward as a gift to other people. Let them know that they can hear this on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, and at the website, changeyourstorypodcast.com. Then go to the website, changeyourstorypodcast.com, and claim your gift from me the downloadable free ebook, Storytelling Secrets for a Rich Life and Business. One of the most, for me, inspiring things from this particular episode 
is the fact that Marquel exploded all so many of the myths that we have about achieving success, about what you need to be a person of influence. For instance, education, um, you need to have a good job with, you know, uh, and you need to have a clean record, all of that stuff. He had those, let's say those marks against him, and he proved that a decision to become who he wanted to be was what it took. Of course, the decision and then the action, the work to create a magnificent life. And that is absolutely open to all of you. He also inspired me for sure with his love of books. And when he mentioned the War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. I already own it on Kindle, and I have read it, but I went right after the interview and I ordered a hard copy of it. It came the next day. I read the entire thing in one day, and man, did it lift my energy and light up my world. This is a book for anybody. You don't have to be in the arts. You just have to be in the art of living to get something from this book. Remember, we have an offer from Audible to go and download any audiobook of your choice for more than 180,000 titles, and you get to keep it. And you get an entire month free of all of Audible service. Simply go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash story power. And I highly recommend that you choose The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. So getting back to that wonderful theme of changing your story no matter what. What I would like you to focus on in the next week, which would be bringing us into the tail end of 2018, is to really take an honest look, an evaluation, and say, do I have any excuses that I'm still holding on to for not moving forward, for not having what I want and deserve, for not creating the life that I often dream about. Remember, go back to this story. There are no excuses. They're not the reasons. The excuses are exactly that. They're just excuses. Be determined to look them square in the face and say, disappear. I am not being stopped anymore. You cannot keep me from a wonderful, rich life. Have a wonderful holiday season. And remember to always kickstart any powerful new initiative with the question, how can I change my story and change my life? 
Tune in to the next episode of Louis DiBianco's podcast. Become unstoppable as you learn to change your story, change your life.